This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Equity Mike! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in roughly 20 minutes or less. We break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name's Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going, bro? I'm all right, Bryce. How are you? Wow, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's normally I'm very good. I know, I know. I'm, I'm a bit under the weather. I'm not sure if you can hear it in my voice, but... Uh... <laughs> A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I can hear it in your enthusiasm somewhat. <laughs> you're, you're not, not as chirpy. No, no, not, this, good, not good to hear, mate. Not this will be a uh, this will be a chirp-free episode, I think. <laughs> Look after yourself, all right. We can't have an equity mate going down. I know, I know, but the show must go on. So here I am, you know, it's, uh, you know slugging it out. Absolutely, no full respect on the commitment. Uh, as you said, show must go on. So let's crack straight into it, Ren. We. We've had a lot of uh, questions come in over the last few months uh, since Christmas, and we've been focusing somewhat on the uh, competition and haven't had a chance to answer all of our Ask Us Anything. And we, we will be doing an episode in the next couple of weeks to address all the questions that have come through. But there was a, a great one on superannuation, and, and we've amalgamated a few on, on super, and we thought we'd do an episode on, on superannuation and, and the way that we think about super and the way that we think you should think about it as a, as a millennial. So do you want to get stuck into it? All right. Well, so there's three questions that we're going to go through today. Do you want me to ask you the first one and then we'll go from there? Yes, sure. Let's do it. All right. So first question, I I don't know who they come in from. So apologies for the uh, questioners if you wanted to shout out. This one's from Luke. Okay, there you go. (laughs) So question one, do you guys think that superannuation is a sufficient investment into the share market or whether it is still a good idea to invest in shares, specifically ETFs? outside of our superannuation? Great question. And the short answer for me is I would definitely be investing outside of superannuation, but I would also be very conscious about the way in which your superannuation is invested 
in the share market uh, and and what assets you're getting exposure to is is the short answer to that uh, from my point of view. Hold off with how you invest your super. That's going to come in in question two. But let's just focus on is super sufficient or should you be investing outside your super? So I, as I said, should be investing outside of superannuation and two reasons. One is that you can't touch your superannuation, and this is the the current age in which you can't touch it, until you're 55 or 60, depending on when you were born. And you can't access your super as long as you're permanently retired, which is the 65 uh, age bracket. So if you're not doing any investing in the share market and you're solely relying on your superannuation as your vehicle of investing in the, you're not going to get any of that until you're 60, 65. So you're really selling yourself short when it comes to taking advantage of some of the benefits that you get from investing in super yes, in in the share market and i also think that another aspect in terms of it being a sufficient investment into the stocks is that you don't have as much control through your superannuation at this age if you don't have a self-managed super fund than if you were to invest yourself in the stock market. So what are your thoughts on it, Ren? So I actually disagree with you. I, I think superannuation is can definitely be sufficient if you're using it correctly. And I think the biggest thing is to maximise your contributions. So there's a concessional cap and i'm not 100 percent sure what the number is but i think it's like probably like 100 grand or well you're verging on question three here and uh yeah yeah i think in a general sense super is definitely enough to exposure to the share market if you're putting any money that you would be investing by yourself away and you don't feel like and you're only investing for retirement if you don't have any nearer term goals of of course it's enough like the the returns are the returns um you know if you're invested in a broad index in your super or a broad index in your investing account it's the same return uh the the main thing which you touched on is when do you want to actually access that money and if you're if you do want to access it before retirement then obviously putting all of your eggs in your super basket isn't the right way to go but if if you are just saving for your retirement super's tax advantaged it's pretty painless these days it's easy to set up with your employer maximize your contributions that way um and then once you have enough maybe even self-manage it it's there's definitely no reason that you have to go outside your super if you're just trying to save for your retirement yeah I, i agree with that um you know when you're talking about the goal side of things um if if your goal is just to use the stock market as a a vehicle to retire then absolutely you're right it is sufficient i think what i was coming from was that i don't see myself i want to use the stock market to get the benefits of retirement i guess a lot earlier than hopefully a lot earlier than 65 yeah Um, Yeah. yeah. um and sorry just because i know that um people will be grinding their teeth at home the the concessional contribution cap is actually 25 grand so um what that means is that up to 25 grand a year into your super is taxed at the lower rate of 15 percent, but then anything above that is taxed at a higher rate so if if you want to use your super as your exposure to the stock market the first step would be maximizing the uh the amount you're putting into your super at this lower rate of tax so yeah anyway just thought i'd clarify that number because i know we didn't say it before nice um 
and we will revisit that in question three. Okay, so Ren, I'll ask you the next question that's come in, and that is, do you guys think that a millennial investor should allocate their portfolio towards a growth strategy with higher fees or an index fund with low fees within their superannuation? So I don't, I don't think that distinction is – I don't think they're actually the two options. I think you need, yeah, you need to – when you're young, you need to be really aggressive. Uh, you need to have a high exposure to shares – and so, if, you, if you're just looking at your super options, they'll normally be like a low, medium or high risk sort of thing. Uh, always go the high risk if you're young. That basically just means that your exposure to shares will be higher and then the lower risk will be higher exposure to bonds and other more safe uh, investment vehicles. Whether you do that through a superannuation fund or you do that yourself through an index fund... It's really much of a muchness. The, fund, the superannuation fund may be more active in the decision-making, whereas an index fund is, fund is obviously passive by design. But either way, the most important thing is when you're young, you have access to the share market rather than taking a safer option and looking at bonds and stuff. Just because when we're young, there's a long time until we can actually use that super and you really want to aggressively grow. And if there's a downturn, you can ride that downturn out and just let the magic of compounding take hold. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Time is on our side at the end of the day. And, you know, historically, uh, as you said, we we have the luxury of riding out a lot of ups and downs that potentially, well, most certainly our parents don't have that luxury at the moment of uh, such a longer-term view with their superannuation. So the way that they would treat it would be starkly different to the way that we think about it. So, yeah, completely agree, Ren, depending on how flexible your superannuation provider is as well will allow you to also change your investment options within your super. And for example, I'm with uh, Host Plus. And I think it's a pretty decent industry superannuation and you can go in and location uh, within your superannuation if you want to 100% shares. There's a, a great breakup They've got everything from fixed income, infrastructure, defensive portfolios. You can get access to private equity, property, all this sort of stuff. But as Ren said, I, I agree that you want to be least in in stocks, both Australia and, and international emerging markets, all that sort of stuff. So I would suggest having a look at your superannuation. They're getting more flexible these days as everything becomes more competitive and you can probably go in and change your superannuation to a rather aggressive approach. So a rule of thumb that I've heard that people may want to apply is the the percentage of your portfolio that's in bonds or in safe assets should correlate with your age. So, you know, when you're 20, 20% 20 of your portfolio should be in bonds and when you're 80, 80% 80 of your portfolio should be in bonds. So, honestly, I don't follow that. I've got less than, what well, I'm 26 at the moment. I've got less than 26% of my portfolio in bonds. But it is a rule of thumb that I've heard that people might want to apply to their superannuation. It's just really about lowering your tolerance for risk as you get older. Nice, Ren. I like that. So, I'm having a look at mine and fixed income. What do we got? 2% for my super. <laughs> so, not, not <laughs> so, quite your age. No, no. But if I look at the stock breakdown, so we've got Australian shares, 25%, uh, international developing mar developed markets, 20%, uh, emerging eight, uh, private equity six. So yeah, at, at least 60% there across the board is, is in stocks. So I was actually going to ask a fourth surprise question and talk about 
what you do for your super, and then we're, we're going to unpack that. But you've you've really jumped the gun here, and you've you basically answered my question. <laughs> yeah, well, it yeah, it's I I want to point out with uh, this is something I just came across while researching this episode. Host Plus, I, I didn't realize, but they've got this thing now called Choice Plus, and what it is, it allows you to treat your superannuation as if it was a self managed super fund, but all you need is a minimum of ten thousand dollars in your um, in your account, and you can really go in and have full control over what you're investing in from a, uh, a stock point of view. And you, I think they give you the ASX 300, uh, or maybe it's 200, I can't quite recall. And you can go in there and actually use your, your money to invest in stocks rather than choose the asset allocation and let them do the investing for you. You can actually have a bit more control and go in and do it yourself. I'm not at that point yet. I'm happy with what they're doing on my behalf, but I just thought it was an interesting thing to point out. As I said, it seems like a lot of these superannuation funds are getting more com- competitive and offering more in terms of the value side of things. So yeah, yeah, nice one. So before we get on to the last question, I'll just ask you this about your super fund. Why why did you choose Host Plus and yeah. what are the key things that you're looking for when you're looking around the different options out there in terms of other super funds? So I was originally, obviously, when I started at uh, Woolies, they have a, a default superannuation fund that uh, you go into and when previous workplaces as well. Um, so I, I rolled everything into one and then did some research. And, and I think for me, the most important things were lowest fees possible and also things like the ability to opt out of life insurance and all these little other added costs that usually super funds try and throw in there. and that eats into your returns. And uh, just after some research and and asking around a bit, Host Plus consistently came out as one of the best industry funds that was a good performer and with uh, relatively low fees. I think it's still, if not the one of the top two or three in terms of low fees uh, for an industry super fund. And I think from my point of view, industry is the way to go at the moment rather than a, a fund that is acting on behalf of corporation or, or whatever it may be. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, nice one. I, to, to answer that question myself, I started with Commonwealth Bank just because I bank with Commonwealth. Yeah. But I'm in, I'm in the process of moving to Australian Super for a similar reason to you, just because uh, the industry funds generally have lower fees, perform quite well, and yeah, they just—I think they're—they're they're probably the the industry, the standard where the industry needs to get to. Yeah, and for anyone thinking that it's a complex process to change funds or roll everything up into one, the, the funds themselves make it incredibly easy for you to do once you sign up to the fund of cho- your fund of choice they you can just put in your membership number and and they'll then go and roll it up and take take the money from all your other accounts if they can find it so that the process itself is actually relatively simple and it shouldn't be a deterrent to change funds here's a question for you if that if yeah. you found three funds that you really liked would you spread your money across three no 
any any reason or just not? <laughs> I don't think that they would be giving too much in terms of a difference than having them all in one. Another advantage of Host Plus is that you can actually say, okay, from this point in time, treat everything in my balance the way it's been treated in asset allocation. And going forward, I want you to treat the next lot of contributions completely differently. So you can actually, I guess, different, I guess, strategies if you wanted to. And I guess that would be why you would split between two super funds. Otherwise, I don't really see a reason to do so. Yes. What about so yourself? don't. Um, the The reason is that in some super funds or when you get to a certain dollar amount, they'll charge you fees as a percentage of your assets, but there will there will be fixed costs that are involved, whether it's you know the life insurance that they give you as a default for some reason or you know a variety of other admin fees and stuff like that. So you don't want to be duplicating fixed costs. So stick stick to one and um, minimize the amount you lose in costs and fees. Yeah, nice. All right, last question. We went on a bit of a tangent there, but hopefully that uh, that added a bit of That's value. Good. So last one, question for you. Do you guys see the value in increasing your superannuation contribution to 15% of your wage to gain some tax benefits or to use that money to invest in the share market yourself? Great question. Love this question. So, Ren, you touched on it at the start. As you said, you can currently put up to $25,000 a year as a concessional contribution, and that does carry a lower tax rate. So I guess we should start with well, what are the tax benefits of putting in contributions to superannuation? Uh, so you can do a salary sacrifice approach, which is where your employer pays it on your behalf uh, pre-tax. Uh, so it comes out before you're, you're taxed on your salary uh, and reduces your taxable income that way. Or you can do a post-tax contribution and that is a then classified as a tax deduction when tax time rolls around. So th- there is a, a tax advantage in, in doing both. They both net out to be pretty much the same thing. However, if you're using your superannuation contributions as a first home saver scheme, uh, those are not tax deductible. So just keep that in mind. I think there is advantage in increasing your superannuation a little bit. I have a a friend who is a financial advisor and he recommends his clients bump up their super contributions to 12%. I think that's a pretty reasonable contribution for people our age. He sort of deals with that younger millennial client. He says anything over is probably, I mean, nothing wrong with it by all means, but uh, you need to think about what you could be doing with that money otherwise. And uh, for, for, you know, not being able to touch your money for 40 or 50 years, that additional percentage over a number of years could add up to, you know, using that money as a home deposit or investing in the share market in other ways or in other assets um, or having it available to do whatever you whatever you need it for. So definitely nothing wrong with it. Um, I don't do it at this stage. I've been thinking about it. But whenever I do get to that point in deciding, I think it comes down to that I think I can do a bit more with the money rather than putting my super at that this point in time. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon there's probably two ways that you can approach the question. One, mathematically, and two, based on your long-term goals. So if you wanted to assess it mathematically, you could say, if I am going to invest it myself, I will lose X amount in tax. And then to make that up, I need to get the rate of return that I'll be achieving from the superannuation fund plus whatever I lost in tax. So 
percentage plus X. And if you're confident that you investing personally can make up what you lose in tax, in, in additional tax, then it would make sense for you to invest it yourself. So otherwise, from a pure numbers point of view, it would make sense to maximise your super contributions and uh, have more money at the end of the day due to the tax concession. So that's one way of looking at it. The other way that is probably quite important is just based on your goals. So if your goal is to live a really comfortable retirement when you're 65 and over, then it would make sense to just max out your super contributions. But let's be honest, if the people listening to this are you know, 20, 30, thinking about 65 and beyond is you know, more than the time you've been alive again. It's, yeah. it's a long time in the future. To, like, most people aren't making plans for when they're retiring. They're investing because they want to be able to retire well before 65 or they want to, you know, be able to send their kids to a good school or, you know, whatever it is, live in a nicer house when they're married. So for a lot of people, their goals will be shorter term than retirement. They'll be sort of medium term goals. And in that case, it would make sense to withdraw that money from your super and and wear the higher tax because it means you can achieve some of those medium-term goals that you wouldn't be able to with your super. Yeah, nice. Well said, Ren. So what's your approach for, for this sort of question? Do you do any additional contribution? So I don't at the moment. It's something I've think, thought about more, and the reason that I've thought about it more recently is just because of that compounding effect. Mm. It probably makes sense to maximise your super contributions when you're in your 20s, you're not married, you don't have kids, you have that extra spending money, and then you can reduce the contributions as you do incur more expenses in your life. And then it will mean that you've built a really nice base to then compound over time. So from a pure logical point of view it would make sense to maximize your contributions while you while you're young and that's something i've been thinking about recently but at this point i don't really do it i'm pretty good at saving and investing but i means i don't get the tax benefit of that concessional cap mm, mm. No. so at this stage the answer is no but ask me again in when we do a follow-up episode next time on super as i'm sure we will at some point and my answer may change yeah, nice. What about you? Very similar. I think I have definitely given it some thought and it's something that, like like yourself, I'm, I'm sure within 12, 24 months, maybe even less, I will do. But at this stage, yeah, likewise, I'm, I'm pretty good at saving and then investing my money in, in a pretty consistent manner. So as you said, the only thing we're missing out on is that uh, tax advantage. But at this stage, I'm I'm happy with the way things are. So I definitely see advantage in it, though. I don't know what's stopping me. Uh, it's nice to have that <laughs> yeah, money today. Yeah. Knowing that it's gonna, it's locked away till 65. And who knows, the, the, the age in which you can access your superannuation might change over time as we get older and the, you know, society gets older and becomes more expensive for governments, you, you know, superannuation may change. So it's hard to predict. True. If anything, that's a reason to try and get in before they keep changing the rules because it's likely that any changes would be grandfathered in. So, you know, if they're going to reduce the concessional cap, it makes sense to get yeah. as much money in, in before they change it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But anyway, we've gone over the time limit cap Classic. again. So uh, 
We probably, I reckon we probably call it there. If anyone has any other questions about Super, they can hit us up in all the usual places, email, social media, our website. Absolutely, Ren. And as we said at the start of the show, we will be, we will be doing an Ask Us Anything for the last few months. We've got a bunch of questions to get through, so uh, stay tuned for that in the next couple of weeks. But uh, until then, Ren, I think we'll chat next week. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.